Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the new tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Yeah, the election is finally over. Who won? Nobody. We'll be fighting over this election until the next one in four years. Either way, the middle class has been targeted for termination. Ah, at least I'll be happily retired before the next round of politics starts dominating everything. I'm just glad to have survived this election cycle as well as the pandemic. Any day above terra firma is a good day in my book. All right, let's get going with some tech news. Apple has scheduled a product event for November 10th. The company is expected to announce its first computers, which feature their in-house designed Apple Silicon chips. Bloomberg reports that a 13-inch MacBook Air, 13-inch MacBook Pro, and a 16-inch MacBook Pro will be the first models released using the new chips. Bloomberg also has reported that no major external hardware redesign will be featured on these first-generation models. Besides the no new designs on these computers, I'll remind you that buying the first generation of any product from any company is kind of taking a risk. I bought the first generation of the redesigned 13-inch MacBook Pro back in 2016, Well, I never had the problems many purchasers had with the butterfly keyboard. It felt like garbage while typing and made a distractingly loud clicking noise. The feel and noise problem was addressed in subsequent models as well as the failure rate. My 2018 Air and 2019 Pro are much, much better. I won't be buying a new Apple laptop, I figure, until around 2025 as I'm satisfied with what I have. The only model I would have been interested in was the plain MacBook for its portability. Alas, the rebirth of this model was not on Bloomberg's list. Now, if Apple announces an iMac powered by Apple Silicon, my interest would be stoked. Then again, I would just wait for an external redesign. The iPhone Mini, iPhone 12 Pro Max, and HomePod Mini are all available for pre-order as of November 6th, according to cultofmac.com. The iPhones will start delivering on November 13th, and the HomePod Mini will start on the 16th. 
just in time for the Christmas holidays. Speaking of which, I just received a software update on my Apple TV, and the info screen included, included a little blurb about how you can pair two HomePods and have an immersive sound experience. That answered a question I had when these things were announced. It's too bad the mini version won't get this feature. Though there is no release date yet, Apple has announced the price for both the MagSafe Duo Charger and MagSafe Leather Sleeve for the iPhone 12. Both items will set you back $129. No! A little stiff if you ask me. That Apple tax is a bummer. Apple is also rumored to be updating the design of the standard AirPods to resemble the AirPods Pro. Many people don't like using an in-ear style of tip, so I would imagine that a AirPods Classic model will be kept around for those folks. I was amongst the percentage of people who could not get the non-pro AirPods to fit my ears, no matter what I did, so this would have been welcomed by me years ago. The new AirPods, though, bearing the same form factor, will lack the high-end features of the pro models, like noise cancellation. They will not feature detachable ear tips also, it is rumored. Judging from reports around the intertubes, manufacturers who use the Android operating system to power their phones are rushing out 5G models that can use the millimeter wave of that standard. While that's all well and good, this feature can add up to $100 to the cost of the phone for the consumer. Again, this is all fine and dandy, but at least in this country, few places have the infrastructure for this type of 5G, and those that do, I hear you have to be right up on top of the antenna to enjoy that hyped-up speed advantage. In my opinion, it would serve the consumer better to just feature standard medium-wave 5G until millimeter wave is more widespread and the price of the components come down. Google's Pixel 5 is an example of this overreach. Just saying. And speaking of the Goog, the Android operating system celebrated its lucky 13th birthday on November 5th. I remember my son showing me his HTC G1, which was also known as the HTC Dream, and the newfangled operating system it was rocking. Looking back, it was pretty basic at that point, but it was really the first true graphical interface I had ever seen on a phone. I still had my brand new, at that time, Nokia E63. About a year later, Motorola would unleash the Droid, and that's when Android really caught my attention. It would cause me to own a host of Android phones, starting with the Nexus 1 and finishing with the Pixel 3. Of course, the operating system is much more polished and functional these days, but as I've said previously, there's something about Android that turns me off and I just can't put my finger on it. I just enjoy the iOS experience more. My former workplace was definitely iOS dominated, but at my new place, Android rules. So, congratulations and happy birthday to the world's largest mobile operating system. 
Samsung has released a larger Galaxy Z Fold 2 for the Chinese market. The screens are the same size, but the body of the phone is larger. Uh, I don't get it, but I guess the company did their research and saw a demand for this. Oh, and the price is $1,000 higher than for the standard model of this phone. Go figure. While watching YouTube lately, being bombarded by ads for a particular and now failed local political candidate, that has been replaced with ads for the Google Pixel 5, and they are very effective. You know, I, I love the design of, of that phone, and though I've been hearing concerning things about it, hardware problems and software stuttering and slowdowns, you know, I'd probably get one if I was still in the world of Android. Now, I'd like to cover more Android-related news, but since the pandemic, it seems to have dried up. Apple has been really the only tech company to have a steady stream of news. I might start perusing the country of India's tech news stream to get more material for Android. That country seems to be the hub of innovation and happenings in the Android space. What do you think? Tech I'm using. When you get to be the resident old fart, or if you are already one, health issues are bound to come up. Even if you are not yet a resident old fart, the current pandemic can cause stress, which can cause these types of issues. Lately, my blood pressure has jumped to hypertension levels, most likely due to the 25 pounds I've put on because of being locked down for four months earlier in the year. That and some extreme bouts of laziness have contributed to this condition. But hey, I'm working on it. Besides taking medication and all the usual lifestyle changes, my doctor also suggested that I start monitoring my blood pressure at home and to contact him if my readings get particularly high. At first, my wife and I were using a wrist-based device that my spouse found at the closeout price of $5. Well, damn good for that price, we found the readings it was giving to be quite erratic. You know, I guess you get what you pay for. Clearly, a step up in hardware was needed. After extensive research, which included reading customer reviews, I decided on Omron blood pressure monitors. The company has a good rep, and most reviews were favorable, especially for their 10 series models. I purchased what I believe is their latest Series 10 model, the BP7450, from Walmart, who had the best price. In use, the machine seems to give accurate results. The only problem I have with it is the software. It has triple auto-syncing results, forcing me to manually transfer them using Bluetooth. Minor, but still annoying. It's new tech for me, so maybe I'm not doing it correctly. So, if you're in the same boat as I am, I'd recommend this product. My new Series 6 Apple Watch's hand-washing timer seems to have stopped working for some reason. I checked that all the settings were active, but can't seem to find the cause of this. My previous Series 4 suffered from this as well. I guess this feature works when it wants to. And I guess I spoke too soon about that feature in the last episode. Entertainment news. 
politics as usual from the Hollyweird crowd, but I have another outlet for reporting on that. These celebrities need attention because most of them have been out of work since COVID, so they will do anything to get or keep the spotlight on them. I'll let them alone in their bubble. Netflix has launched what can be described as a broadcast-type channel in France. The channel shows a curated list of programming, which I guess is tailored to your taste. Interestingly, I wonder if they will be bringing this to other countries. The actor Johnny Depp has been fired from the Fantastic Beast film franchise by Warner Brothers. This seems to have happened because of his recent loss of a defamation case in the UK. His ex-wife alleges that he beat her. I'd like to highlight the term alleged because this was never proven and the way I understand it, his ex, the actress Amber Heard, was the abusive one. I guess it's just a sign of the times we live in these days where an unproven allegation or accusation can ruin your career and your life. I guess it's just a sign of the times we live in these days where an unproven allegation or accusation can ruin your career and life. In my opinion, this type of thing won't stop until the majority of people stand up to this raging cancel culture. Podcast News I've noticed that the best-sounding podcasts are those released by radio broadcasters like the Savage Nation and the Glenn Beck Program. I've tried to emulate that sound with my DBX-286S, but can't even come close. And I think I've found the reason why. While perusing a catalog from BSW, which stands for Broadcast Supply Warehouse, I stumbled on a section dedicated to sound processors. It seems broadcasters use voice processors, and the cheapest is an Aphex unit, or effects, I guess. And it goes for about four times the price of my DBX unit. And it's basically the same sort of unit with more premium parts and effects. Most studios use units that cost a minimum of $5,000. Paired with proprietary and expensive software, these units can create a sound no podcaster of modest means can emulate no matter what plugins they use for their software. Combine this with a dedicated studio, and you have that great broadcast radio sound many podcasters are looking for, but sadly will be unobtainable for most. The Rodecaster Pro from Rode Microphones has effects encoding on board, but I doubt it's the same level used by broadcasters. One of these days, I'll check out one of these units. And it would be nice to have everything consolidated into one piece of hardware, and that would save a lot of space. Also, while recording this show last week, my digital audio workstation, or DAW as they call it, crashed midway through the podcast. Nothing was saved, so I had to start recording all over again. I hope this event was a one-off. One thing I forgot to mention last week concerning my move to the podcast host Captivate from Buzzsprout and Anchor is the need to submit what's called a 301 redirect. This ensures your back catalog of shows are available to users on your new host and that all new episodes will be downloaded by your subscriber's software. It's a permanent redirect from one URL to the other. 
Both hosts responded quickly, and it was all done within 30 minutes. I've heard horror stories about some hosts bungling this step and causing a lot of people's problems. I'm glad this wasn't the case here. From podnews.net, Anchor FM, the world's largest podcast host, has gained IAB, which stands for International Accreditation Board Certification. This certification verifies that various podcast hosts follow the guidelines concerning the measurements of downloads and listener numbers are accurate. This metric can be used by advertisers to see if it's worth placing ads on shows. Most major podcast hosts have already gained this certification, and to me, it's just another sign that all of podcasting is headed towards a monetization model. Perhaps a national public radio model will be next. You know, similar to listen, listener-funded radio. Hell, I already have a name for this hypothetical organization. Listener-supported podcast organization, or LIPSO. Well, you heard it here first. So if one day such an organization comes into being, you can give me some creds. There are, other, there are some podcasts that already do this. The No Agenda podcast comes to mind. Many shows monetize with services such as Patreon, so this would seem to be a nat- natural progression. All that's needed now is a large umbrella organization that would provide this service to podcasters. The podfather, Adam Curry, says that advertising is a form of censorship and is one of the reasons he created podcastindex.org. This is a show index that lists all podcasts, no matter the subject matter. Even prior to platform shows such as InfoWars. To stay free of this censorship, he recommends a listener-supported model for podcasts. Well, that's easier said than done. Continuing with Pod News and Anchor.fm, the host has made changes in the way it pays out for sponsorships. A $10 minimum is needed for cash withdrawals now, and it will take longer to receive that payment. This all seems to be a response to people pirating podcasts for profit on that platform. Someone, would, someone will download a popular podcast like the Joe Rogan Experience, copy the episode's audio file, and then repackage it as their own and upload it on Anchor, thus earning money for each download. This pirating problem extends to YouTube also. My big problem with having shows on Spotify is that the service will insert dynamic ads into your show, but the creator doesn't receive a penny from the company. Now, if Spotify would like to make this show an exclusive for, say, 10% of what they handed Joe Rogan, they could insert all the dynamic ads they wanted. Heck, the whole show could be one long dynamic ad. Seriously, I'm looking at the numbers I'm getting from Spotify and will make a decision by the new year as to whether I'll keep the show on that platform. If you're getting ready to launch a new podcast, be aware that Apple has just put out its yearly holiday advisory. Expect delays for the approval of your show if you submit it after November 20th through the 30th, or December 23rd through January 2nd. There, my first podcast public service announcement. 
And finally, from podnetnews.net, Elsie Escobar, who I believe works for the podcast hosting company Libsyn, has complained that the microphone company, Sure, gave all review samples of its new podcasting mic, the MB7, to males. Well, do you ever think maybe this product is not targeted towards females? And the way she whined about it would make me believe she wouldn't have given it a fair review anyway. Yes, saying... Now it's time for my rant. What's going on with a fluent white female's language? It's like they are developing their own dialect. The term thank you has become thank you. The word baby is now beepy. A beepy to me is a small metal pellet used in an air rifle. Important is now pronounced important. Well, yes is now yas. I first noticed this bizarre way of speaking amongst younger women and some men years ago when instead of saying by accident, they would say on accident. So what does that mean? So instead of saying on purpose, do you say by purpose now? Add voice fry to this and upper tones at the end of a sentence. For example, I'm going to the store to get some milk. And you've got yourself one annoying sounding speech pattern. For a great example of this, listen to the Sophia with an F podcast. She's the fired former co-host of the huge, for some reason this old fart's mind fails to understand, Call Her Daddy podcast. Well, that wraps up episode 52. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tell me what you liked and dislike, and suggest how I can improve this show. I'd love hearing from you. So be safe, and I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now you know what I'm going to ask you. Please, get off my lawn. Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.